Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. We are continuing on with the Battle of Amritsar. In the last episode, we heard how the Mughal forces were getting decimated by Guru Hargobind and the Sikh warriors. How there was a little lull in the fighting, and that's where Chapter 14 now picks up, describing how when the massive Mughal army was cut down, at that point both sides split up and rested. Guru Hargobind then took care of all his warriors. Mughalus Khan, the main general from the Mughal side, at that point was just overcome with grief and worry. He had only about a thousand soldiers left. They all gathered and regrouped with Mughalus Khan. At that point, Mughalus Khan instructed a messenger. He told him well on what to say to Guru Hargobind. That messenger then removed all his weapons, and he went ahead with his hands clasped. When he reached the Sikh ranks, he was allowed to speak, and then he said. O oh, Guru Hargobind, please listen to me. I was sent by Mughalus Khan. He speaks in your favor, for your benefit, that you should abandon this battle, which has escalated so greatly. So please now give the Emperor's hawk back to us. Think about it. There's really nowhere to run where the Emperor does not have power in the subcontinent. Why would you give up your life like this without any meaning? What will come from just fighting and dying? The Emperor has hundreds of thousands of soldiers. What is this desire that you have to have equal status with him? The whole deal with the hawk is such a small matter. Why are you letting that ruin everything for you? You've made a mistake, so understand that. But if you come with me now, we can fix everything. I'll take you close to the emperor, and I'll have you both meet on good terms, beneficial for you. Whatever fault or mistake you've committed, we'll have those all forgiven quickly. Your city here and all the villages that are tied to you enjoy all the revenue from them as you always have. But now, recognize what's best for you. Make sure to keep yourself and everybody else well as well. Otherwise, understand. Think about it properly. About the type of ruin that will come from this. Emperor Shah Jahan has such power. All the other regional kings bow down in front of him. All the other regions as well. Their warriors, their leaders. They all respectfully greet Shah Jahan. The Marwahas, the Handas, the Ritors, these Rajput kingdoms have such large regions, and even they give as offerings their women, their daughters, placing them in carriages before sending them off to Shah Jahan, offering for submission. Even out east towards Bengal, there are kings there who look kindly towards us, and they bow their head. Then there are the kingdoms of the Punjab hill region. They all send great gifts to us as well. They send down their daughters and carriages as offerings. In this way, they handle their affairs, knowing what's best for them. And out west, towards Balak, Bukhara, even they, to this day, do this. How far can we count and name all the places subservient to Shah Jahan? Through all these regions, people cry out for help to the emperor. Everyone sees his power, and they are all afraid of him as well. There's not one man in the world who can face and be equal to Shah Jahan, who has hundreds of thousands of cavalry troops who are obedient to him, willing to die for him in battle. With what strength or power will you have to fight against them? If you remain difficult with us, then where will you be able to go live? What area is without the control of the emperor? If you fight, well, then you'll lose your life. And if you run and try to hide, where will you go to do that? So just listen to me. 
Give us the hawk. Otherwise, we'll kill you today. Listen, you are sitting on the seat of the exalted Guru Nanak. Just go back to the original traditions, the peaceful traditions. How have you started these new traditions? Why do you desire a same seating with the emperor? You've created this takht, this throne. You've made this army and had people call you the true emperor. Leave all of this behind. Give us the hawk. If you do all of this, we'll patch everything up with the emperor. Those who are your wise advisors, go call them close. Get their thoughts on this. Whatever you deem is right, have them deliver that message to us and we'll sort it out. Guru Hargobind heard the messenger say these words and just laughed. Guru Hargobind, the exalted, looked glorious like the moon and he replied saying, listen messenger now, what I'm going to say and go tell it to Mughlas Khan as well. That horse, which had a value of over 100,000 silver coins, that horse was being brought to me by a Sikh who had paid for its value. The emperor, Jajan, heard this. He stole it from that Sikh who tried whatever he could, but Shah Jahan's heart was just captured now by arrogance of his strength. He's not afraid of the gurus or the peers. Whatever he thinks is right, he just does that. So we took it back, the horse from the Qazi that was in charge of it. So we're telling you just the first story here. And now with the hawk, the hawk was flying after a bird and with our own efforts, we brought it down and captured it. We didn't steal it. So in having the hawk now, we are even from the theft that the emperor himself had committed first. Shah Jahan's father, he had some respect. He would give the highest, most expensive gifts to us. He remained humble in front of the Guru's house. He was afraid of Khuda, the divine, in his heart greatly. He remained close with me for many years. Nothing ruined our relationship. But this one, Shah Jahan, he doesn't recognize Khuda at all. He's just intoxicated with his kingdom. It's not proper for me to meet him. If I give back the hawk now, then how will we be even? Thus, we've started this vicious war to kill many Turks and destroy their egos. That divine Akal Purk Parameshwar, that being alone is the master of the world. What they do, the divine, I remain in their will, enjoying their endless blessings, food and drinks. What is Shah Jahan? Not even a mosquito is equivalent because his heart is so arrogant and false. There have been countless emperors like him. You couldn't even count how many that have come before him who have been like him. And Guru Nanak himself blessed this dynasty with kingdom. And that's why the Mughals have been so successful. But whoever disrespects the Guru's house though, slowly, slowly will take away everything from them. All of that will be delivered to our Sikhs and we'll give them kingdom over the entire world. That lotus flower, which takes birth in water, if it separates from the water, then it'll burn and die. In the same way, the Mughals perform great service, seva to the Guru's house, but now they have separated from it. Now they'll suffer and suffer. The Mughals perform such vile acts in every manner, and as such, their powerful kingdom will come to an end. Just forget about the hawk situation and go back to your leader and explain to him. Otherwise, understand that if you don't leave, if you continue to fight, no one will be spared. Everyone will be killed off like we killed everybody else at the start. All of those warriors who are just intoxicated with the power of the emperor. And in the same way, we'll finish everybody off now, killing them in a vicious battle. You become like a coward. That's why you're proposition this in fear. 
Me though, I'm forever desiring warfare. I've been waiting for this, and now a grand battle has occurred. You talk of a massive army of Shah Jahan, but we'll chop them up like logs of wood. Understand me to be fire. In any instant, I'll be like an inferno engulf all of the logs. So even today, you can get out of here. Understand this. Otherwise, if you come in the battlefield, you'll die. We'll cut your forces down all the way to Lahore. And if you face us, you won't be spared. Our enraged warriors will never let you guys go. Understand this well. And also, messenger, go explain to him that why are you going to die here for no reason? Go tell the emperor that to get even for the horse, the guru has taken the hawk. So when the messenger heard these powerful, angry words of the guru, he remained quiet. He didn't say anything. He understood the guru wasn't going to call off the battle. So many have died, but still he doesn't understand. So he went back to Mughal's Khan and told him everything, saying, the guru didn't give back the hawk, and he isn't afraid at all. Whatever amount of troops come again at him, he'll continue to fight. He's greatly determined to fight in battle. He's just imbued with this heroic spirit, Biras, at all times, to kill or to die trying. So the messenger continued telling Mughal's Khan, saying, as long as the emperor pays respect to the Guru's house, they'll be fine. Otherwise, if they are disrespectful, then their kingdom will be taken away from them. He spoke like this without any fear at all. Mughal's Khan heard this and fear arose in his heart. He thought, the Guru had just killed me off now. He's thinking, the Guru has killed my top generals and facing them on the battlefield, the Guru has just knocked them down with his arrows. And even my own soldiers are praising the Guru's archery, his arrows, how they zip across the battlefield, killing many. So now how can I retreat? How can I leave? He's killed all the other top generals. And if I don't fight, if I head back, what will the emperor say? What will I say to them? He'll understand me to be a coward and won't praise me. He won't support me. And even though I won't die, it'll be as if I'm dead. The entire army will understand me as a coward. Everybody will curse my name. So, whatever will happen, will happen. It's best for me to fight here at this moment. So Mughlus Khan was thinking about this for about 20 minutes and then he called his remaining top soldiers. He said, everybody mount up quickly, without any delay. Sound off the battle drums. We'll go capture the Guru and kill him. Only then can we understand that we have some life left. Otherwise, if we leave from here, Shah Jahan will kill us all off himself. If we die here, then we'll be praised here and in the afterlife. We'll be praised plus we'll obtain great bliss and pleasure in heaven. But if we go back to Lahore, then we'll die a painful death and we'll be thrown into hell. And slander for the rest of the time will be on our name. In saying this, Everyone got ready, strapped up with weapons and calling out for their horses. Mughalas Khan looked across and saw really no higher ranking soldiers left. You know, who would support him in the assault? He was just so shocked that they all had died. And with this thought, he rode out towards Guru Hargobind with his little remaining forces. And this is how chapter 14 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear of the last push and the last battle. So that's what we're going to be picking up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Get out, who got
के जाऊंगा चढ़ के